You are listening to episode 273 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. I love the action that today's guest takes as she climbs her way both through life and business, taking steps to help others rewire the brain. Chelsea Mern is a climbing coach, a brain rewiring certified coach, and a business mentor for those wanting major change in their lives. After scaling her climbing coaching business to six figures in less than a year, she knew she wanted to help others grow their businesses too. Now she uses tools like brain rewiring to help her clients grow their business, improve their lives, and help create more time, location, and financial freedom. In this episode, Chelsea and I discuss brain rewiring, what it is, the process behind it, and how all of this aided in helping her scale to six figures quickly. Before you get a dose of life mastery tools, tips, and leveling up knowledge, here's your little reminder that we've got podcast merch. That's right, you can rep your favorite podcast with our signature t-shirts, long sleeve tees, tanks, hoodies, stickers, and mugs by visiting the shop section on mindbizlife.com. Remember that when you get your order, we want to see what you got. So DM me your photos or tag me in them at mindbizlife. Now that you've been hit with that little reminder, it's time to hit you with this week's episode. You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up, let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Chelsea, welcome to the show. I'm excited for our conversation today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on. Before we dive into all of my many questions, I have to know more about your story. How did you go from rock climbing coach to then immersing yourself into brain rewiring and, and starting coaching in that? Why did you decide to blend the two? Tell us more about this journey. This is such a great question. And I actually just wrote an Instagram post about this yesterday. So it's just like fresh on oh, my mind. Perfect. <laughs> Stars <laughs> aligned. Yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot because for me with climbing, I've been climbing for almost 13 years now. So wow. a pretty significant portion of my life. And I tried just about everything to get better at climbing. When you have a sport that you really love, a lot of people kind of like, they're always just searching for that next answer. You know, is it a different training plan? Uh, should I switch up my nutrition? Oh, what if I start adding in cross training? But I feel like a lot of the times nobody really thinks about the mindset aspect. So for me, when I was working with athletes as a climbing coach, I started to notice these themes and patterns. And it wasn't so much that people needed a different training plan or even more training. It was the mindset aspect. They truly believed like at their core that they weren't worthy of getting stronger. You know, so if you have a giant barrier like that, that's going to make it so much harder to actually see the results from any of the training, changing your diet, whatever it is, if that's kind of like your main block. So for me, the reason that I'm so passionate now about talking about brain rewiring is it all comes back to the mindset. Like if you don't have that solid foundation, there's not a lot of other things that you can really do that makes a big difference. Ooh, okay. Well, let's, let's pick this apart a little bit. So first what got you into rock climbing? I like, I don't know if I've ever spoken to anyone who's been a rock climber. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and thankfully rock climbing just made its debut in the Olympics, which is really, cool. I know how awesome is that? <laughs> So I expect it to, you know, get a lot more popular in the coming years as people start to recognize it as a sport. But for me, I actually got involved in it through a 
outdoor education. That's what they called it when I was in high school class, kind of like a gym or a PE class. And we went to an indoor climbing facility and I was like, wow, okay. I don't suck at this. Like I can actually (laughs) (laughs) some of the, uh, male counterparts in my gym class. I have a background in swimming. I swam competitively for many years. And I feel like a lot of that upper body strength really helped me when it came to climbing and then was able to transfer those skills. And climbing is kind of one of those things where you do it one time and you're like, all right, I'm hooked. What can I do to like, just keep doing this sport more? Yeah. And challenging yourself. And that in Mm -hmm. itself is a whole mental thing. So how did you figure out like, okay, it's brain rewiring because I feel like there's so many different routes that you can go when it comes to just like your mental health and how you talk to yourself. So why brain rewiring and what exactly is it? Maybe we should even just break that down too. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that. Definitely. So brain rewiring, essentially what we do before the process starts is we look at where you're at and we look at all of your pathways that aren't serving you. And what I mean by that is the things that are keeping you far away from your goals, from realizing your self-worth, from having great relationships, things that are causing you to essentially self-sabotage. We look at those pathways and I kind of mentioned it before. It's that worthiness piece. Mm -hmm. Most everybody's negative brain pathways come down to this belief of they're not worthy of having something, whether that is, you know, their dream job that they really love that perfect relationship. And I'm not saying like perfect and, you know, all the time, but like the one that's, you know, meant for them, whatever it is, filling and whatever way. Exactly. They don't have to settle or whether it's like their dream house or, uh, you know, having a very successful business. If you don't actually believe you're worthy of it, then the actions that you take during the day, the discussions that you have, the way that you talk to yourself internally, that's all going to reflect that. So if we're actually able to do some work on that negative pathway, there's a lot of different components in brain rewiring. So we have the brain rewiring rounds themselves. So those are 15 minute meditations that you can do. That's just one small little piece of brain rewiring. Mm -hmm. We also do things like inner child healing, trauma work, shadow work, thought shifting, and we can go into all of those if you want. But there's all of these different facets of this program that essentially take you from being this person that maybe wasn't super aware of the thoughts that were going on in your head or the limiting beliefs that were essentially controlling all of your actions and directing your flow throughout the day to somebody that's very cognizant of their thoughts, able to be very responsive to situations instead of reactive. And really taking you from that victim mindset into a very empowered state of being, taking radical responsibility for all of your choices and being really connected with the universe and starting to really see like your purpose and your role in this life. Oh, I love all this. I actually just had the goosebumps. She gave me the goosies <laughs> there. So I, I think what really resonates with me is like, this is just life mastery at its core, essentially. Like, yep. It is life mastery. And and this is what the show is all about. So when you, how did you kind of like fall into brain rewiring? Did you just see it and you're like, Hmm, this is for me or. Yeah. So it was one of my coaches at the time and she started talking about, it and I was like, that's the thing. I was like, I don't even need to know anymore. I know that's going <laughs> yes. to help me every single thing that she talked about it in there. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I need help with that. And The reason that I feel so drawn to it is because it does have so many different components. So your work is never quite done, but it Mm. gives you all 
tools in one place to start to unlock the answers for you. Because I truly believe I work with a lot of clients that we all have answers inside of us. It's just really hard to get those answers to come up if we're always so busy. Our own internal dialogue is like so loud. We sometimes need to just get quiet and have those answers rise to the surface. So for me, brain rewiring, it was like, oh my God, I can literally, like when people talked about it, I was like, I can see all of these negative pathways, all of these things that I think about myself that are essentially affecting every single decision that I make throughout the day that then I'm not actually reaching my goal because of that. Ooh, it's like you have a bucket and you don't realize how many things are filling into that bucket until you take a step back and you're like, wow, it's not just coming from one place. There's a lot of things filling up this bucket right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. And there's, I mean, that's why I said too, it's like, it's your work is never done. Um, we do a lot of work around triggers. So a trigger is essentially an a heightened emotional response to something based on your personal experience, you know, something that somebody might have said to you, something that you might have gone through in your past, and really being able to work through those. And I always tell everyone, I'm like, brain rewiring is not easy. It, I mean, a lot of the times it's like we're crying in the bathtub, kind of like feels like the world is ending type of stuff, but you almost have to go through that in order to get to the other side because we really are reprogramming all of your thought patterns. It's this huge shift in how you were raised, how you grew up and how you saw the world to now, okay, let's actually change that on its head. And we're going to start to view the world completely differently. And I think there's a lot of emotional processing that goes with that. And Mm. The brain rewiring process is a minimum of 90 days. It really does take at least that long to start to change some of these pathways. So before people kind of like get into the process, I'm like very clear about that. I'm like, yep, it's time consuming. It's about an hour a day, you know, plus or minus if you want to do some of those different aspects like shadow work, inner child healing. And really making sure that like you're taking that time to prioritize you, you know, somebody might look at that and be like, well, that's a big time commitment. I'm pretty busy. But when it comes down to it, like you're brain rewiring for you and you like you honestly deserve to take that time for yourself. Right, right. It's, it's a lot of what it sounds like releasing and unlearning simultaneously. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're reprogramming everything. And I think there's, yeah, there's a little bit of like grieving that might go through that. Yeah, like of like old that. self shedding. Yeah, old self. Absolutely. Yep. You were so used to being a certain way. And then now all of a sudden um, it's kind of like opening your eyes for the first time. I remember when I went through some of my rounds and for me, I get a lot of downloads from the universe um, when I do brain rewiring. So I get a lot of like clarity answers, things kind of like dropping into the back of my head. And it's like, once you see those things, you can't unsee them. Right. You're like, I can't un know what I just learned there. And it's sometimes hard to like reorient yourself towards that direction. But once you start to do it and you're really in the brain rewiring process, it does get a lot easier. Let's talk a little bit more about the shadow work aspect, because I think this is a term that has been mentioned on the podcast a time or two, but I'm not sure we've really ever gone into depth with it. So what is shadow work? What does that entail? Perfect. Yeah. And I absolutely, I I like to say, I love to hate shadow work because (laughs) it's painful at its core Um, because essentially with shadow work, what we're doing is we're going into the aspects of ourselves aspects of our personality that we've essentially like tried to sweep under the rug. We're like, "Mm, I don't want anybody to actually know that I'm like a very, you know, jealous person. Maybe I'm somebody that like wants to like hoard money, whatever it is. So it's like those negative aspects of your personality 
that you don't want anyone else to see. Let's actually just go into those and see where those came from, where those come up for you. So this term actually comes from Carl Jung. And, you know, it kind of goes back to when we all used to live in, I don't want to say like herds, but like, it's kind of like that herd mentality. Like, you know, if somebody finds this out about me, they're going to kick me out of the herd. And then all of a sudden, you know, I don't have protection. My life might feel threatened, but we carry those same feelings today. So we kind of view like, oh, if, if somebody knew this about me, they would kick me out of the herd and I wouldn't be protected anymore. So I better not let anybody see that side of me. So when we do things like shadow work, it's really like digging into those negative feelings or the feelings that we associate um, and have negative connotations with. And we're really looking and exploring into those we're giving them a voice and actually allowing them to speak in a safe environment so whether that is through talking with others you know in a in a program or maybe that's journaling or whatever it is but it's essentially allowing those emotions to come up and not attaching any negativity to it whatsoever just giving it a voice noticing it and then allowing it to exist oh so like a detachment from it almost Yep. Yep. We're like, what do you have to say today? Just curious. Just want to hear your side of things. And then thanking that emotion for essentially trying to protect you. That's mm. what it's trying to do. But we're, you know, we're pretty concerned with like, oh, better not let anybody see that side of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's very protective. And I think we all have that. It's like that. It really is a protection mechanism, whether that's a secrecy, whether that's not being authentic in your day to day self, whatever it may look like for you. It's, it's a vibration. I think we can all say we've at least been once in our life. I, I hope that a lot of us have moved out of it, but there's work to be done. So how many steps are involved with brain rewiring? That's a good question. So it kind of ranges. Um, I always meet people where they're at. So some people aren't necessarily ready to tackle different aspects of it. You know, they are given the tools and I always say like, pick them up when you're ready. They'll be there in your toolbox for whenever you want to, you know, use them in the future. It kind of depends where where the client is at but it starts out with we have to identify those limiting beliefs first so it's like how did you get to be the way that you are right now so really really working on that because we need that as that foundation to then move forward after we're able to identify the limiting beliefs or the negative pathways that are essentially affecting all of our decisions all of our conversations all of our relationships our relationship with ourselves, then we start to add in affirmations i know a lot of people are like affirmations, whatever, but like, honestly, they're super powerful and being able to really embody the way that we want to feel before it happens actually makes it happen a lot sooner. So we have the affirmations, then we can start in with the brain rewiring rounds. There's quite a few different components to the rounds themselves. We do need the affirmations. We need the negative pathway and we need a future visualization. So that's me asking my clients, okay, what is a perfect or an amazing future for you look like? What, if you could have anything in the entire world, what would that look like? Maybe it's a job that you really love, a beautiful house, a dog, whatever it is, like picture that. We also, in the rounds, um, it's a guided meditation, usually bringing them through kind of this narrative where they feel really empowered to let go of that old story for themselves that old limiting belief and replace it with the new one. So putting in a new pathway in it. 
And then all of those other components that I mentioned as well. So the thought shifting, which we'll go into really quick. Thought shifting is all about how can we move from this victim state to where it's like, shit, why did that happen to me? Like, God, I have the worst luck. You know, things like this always happen to me to really changing our perspective into, you know what, like, what are the lessons from this that I could potentially learn? Why did this happen for me? What potential opportunities did this afford me? What new connections or networking was I able to make because this specific thing happened? Thought shifting, I think, is really life-changing for a lot of people. I know it was for me, and I always tell people that that was the biggest component of brain rewiring that absolutely changed my life. It took me into a very empowered state. I was definitely that person that's like, fuck, I have the worst luck ever. Like, Always. Always. It's always me. You know, you're having a bad day, and then all of these things just, like, compound on top of each other, and it's just all of a sudden it's just the worst day ever. I'm actually able to stop that spiral now and really just, like, it in okay all right these things have happened you know maybe and it's not that everything always happens for a reason or you know everything is meant to teach you a lesson but it really is just staying unattached and saying you know what I'm not going to let that get me down I'm not going to let that affect my vibration my frequency right now and I'm just going to continue on doing something different maybe I'm going to do something to actually raise my frequency and then that's going to shift absolutely everything oh I love this I love it that's and that's so important to remember that sometimes you can have that feeling maybe like sit with it for a second but then just like take a step back and and rewire, rechange, you know, just mm-hmm. shift a little bit. Yep. Yeah. And it is, really is such an empowering tool too, because all of a sudden you have the power, you know, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not just like, okay, whatever happens to me happens. I mean, it is kind of like a surrender mindset because ultimately, yes, we control is an illusion. We don't really have as much as we like to think that we do, right. but we are, we do have a lot more power and control over our emotions than we think we do. Mm, yes, our emotions and our actions and reactions, which you were mm-hmm. saying is a big part of this is therefore we're responding and not reacting. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Oh my goodness. So did we cover all of the steps or do we still have more? Yep. So I mean, after the thought shifting, it's really then kind of picking and choosing what, what do I need the most? And it's typically what people feel like the most hesitation towards. So whether that's the inner child healing, trauma healing, um, or the shadow work, just really picking, okay, where, where are we at with this? Um, what things do I, do I really feel called to do diving into each of those different aspects? There's a lot too, that I help my clients with in terms of learning their human design and starting to live a little bit more in alignment. I'm definitely no human design expert, but I think with brain rewiring, it tends to go really well because people start to become a lot more self-aware. And once you start to become a lot more self-aware, you're like, okay, awesome. How can I actually start to live a life that like feels really good, feels really in flow for me and doesn't feel like I'm swimming as like upstream as much. Yes. It's almost like you can see your uniqueness and then have your permission to be that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And then, so with the steps, I'm <laughs> sorry, there aren't like numbered steps. No, no, is- no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a very open-ended process. So I did mention it's a minimum of 90 days. Sometimes people need up to a year, six months to a year to kind of complete the steps and to rewire some of the pathways. I know when I was going through the rewiring process, the things that I went in to rewire, um, now that I look back on them, I'm like, whoa, those were really like shallow and surface level. It was like, my business and get better at rock climbing. And the things that I actually came out of with were so much deeper than that. I came out with a lot more self 
self-worth, a lot more self-respect. I was able to really see that I, you know, add a lot of value to the world. And that kind of shifted a lot of things for me. You know, once I was able to do that, then my business did grow. It did expand because I believed that I was worthy of more, that I was able to really help people from that. So I did get the things that I went into you know, brain rewiring for, but it definitely wasn't the way that I thought I was going to get them, which was really cool. So again, a little bit of an open-ended thing, but the, the starting steps are like, okay, let's get those limiting beliefs styled in. We got to really see where you're starting from. And then the affirmations, then we can start getting into the rounds. And then the rest of it is kind of like, all right, what are you ready for? Yeah. I love this. What are some of the common negative brain pathways that people struggle with the most or that you see common along with your clients? Yeah, this is a great one. So the first one I would say is perfectionism. That is a huge one. I work with a lot of women and a lot of women struggle with this is like, I can't even move forward before everything is perfect. Mm -hmm. So when I said a lot of this comes back to worthiness, it really does, you know, it might mask itself differently throughout different limiting beliefs, but kind of thinking like in our brains, the, the thing that that negative pathway is telling us is that nobody's going to love me unless I do things perfectly. So that's a learned behavior that you have from childhood from somewhere. So really diving into that doing inner child work and thinking of like, when did I first feel this pressure to do things quote perfectly? Was I rewarded for getting good grades, you know, when I was in elementary school and that kind of like started to solidify this thought process in my mind that like, oh, okay, I have more value if I'm more perfect. Okay, great. So let's just start to continue that into my adult life. And it kind of, you know, ramps up from there. Another one that I find is really, really common is waiting for the other shoe to drop. So not being able to really be present in the current moment because you're always worried about what negative thing is going to happen. Oh, better not celebrate right now. The good thing that's happening because I know something negative is around the corner. Right. So that for me, that really signifies an, not an abundance mindset. That's a scarcity and a lack mindset because saying like, oh, like there aren't that many good things that happen. So I better not like, you know, get too amped up on this one and really saying like at the core of it, like I don't deserve to be happy. Therefore, why would good things happen to me versus, you know, if we go in and rewire that pathway, like for me, I'm like, yeah, good things happen to me all the time. Like I'm a really lucky person. Lucky yeah. things happen to me. I can manifest, you know, a lot of different things into my life. I actually, you know, there aren't goals that I've set for myself that I haven't reached or met. And that's because I believe that good things happen to me. Right. Oh my goodness. So do you think that this mindset shift or uh, a particular action step really helped you to scale to your six figure quickly? Yeah, I think so. I actually scaled to six figures before I started brain rewiring, which Dang, was, um, yeah, I scaled, <laughs> I scaled really quickly. Um, it's kind of crazy. I actually went back in 2020 and I kind of did the math and split up the months before I did brain rewiring. And then the months after I did brain rewiring and I just about doubled my income after. Wow. Brain rewiring. Yeah, it was, it was, I looked at the numbers and I was like, oh my God, like people need to know about this. This is yes. crazy. This yeah. is it. This is like the yep. gold at the end of the rainbow. I have found it. This is the thing. I know. I never want to like have people think like, oh my God, this is the one thing. It's the one answer. But like, it could be an answer. It could yeah. be something that could 
could help you. Right. Um, and for me, it was like, it's all that worthiness piece. Like I actually believed I was worthy of having a successful business that I was worthy of hitting things like 40 K months that I was worthy of selling out my programs and that I was worthy of actually helping people and helping them get a result and a transformation. And that did absolutely wonders for my business. I love that. And money and mindset is something that we talk about a lot on the show. So how do you think that we can improve our money mindset? Yes. Okay. So going back to the kind of this notion of abundance, abundance mindset, there's enough money out there for me. There's enough money out there for everyone. And that word enough is going to be different for everyone, but really thinking back on, you know, who taught you about money? What are the things that you learned from your parents, from, you know, people like your, your peers at school, whatever it is really diving into those because it is absolutely crazy how much those affect us into our adult lives. Like I was just at a haircut appointment. Um, my boyfriend was getting his haircut yesterday and just listening to the hairdresser talk about money. I was like, Oh no, like, it's just such a scarcity and lack mindset. You know, there's never enough money. There's not enough to go around. And I mean, honestly, that will really affect your spending habits. Money is energy. Money wants to go where it feels safe. So if you have all of this lack and scarcity energy, money, doesn't want to go there. It's not, it's not, you know, going to go hang out for a good time. One of the most powerful exercises that I've done and have my clients do is really write out your relationship with money as if it were a person, you know, do you view money as well? Like, I love you when you're here, but when you're not, I kind of hate you, you know, so you're actually pulling money in that way. Or do you view money as something that like is elusive? It's, you know, maybe it's negative or bad to have a lot of it and really like getting that relationship out and seeing how you currently think of money that can actually shift a lot of things in and of itself. Wow. That's really powerful to just even have that awareness of of how you see money. I know I had done a money um, exercise once and I didn't even was not conscious that this was a belief of mine, but part of my belief was like, when I make money, someone's going to show up to take my money. Mm -hmm. That, that was like, and I, when I got that out, I sat there and I was like, shit, like how long has this been manifesting with inside of me? And it wasn't until it came to my awareness and I really started to do the work that I was like, dang, okay. (laughs) <laughs> like this needs to change, but it's sometimes just so buried deep with inside of you because of the autopilot that we work on because of the way that we're trying to protect ourselves from not feeling bad that you don't see it like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I really resonate with what you said too. That was definitely one of my main beliefs around money. And I was like, I don't even know where I got that. But when I actually sat to, you know, started to sit down and think about it, I was like, oh, okay. It's because I've heard that, you know, when people make more money, the government takes, you know, a larger percentage in taxes or whatever. So I was almost afraid to make more money because I didn't want to potentially pay more. But in reality, like paying more in taxes is actually an amazing thing because it means that you're business is successful. Like how lucky are you to be able to pay more because your business is doing so well? You know, I actually heard that exact statement when I was a teenager and it has stuck with me. And I think you're the, like the second person, I am not kidding to follow it up with that same way. And it was this guy, and it was actually having a conversation with my dad. He was like, you like paying more taxes? And he was like, (laughs) well, yeah, it means that I'm making more money. Like, Mm -hmm. and I, it just kind of like hit me. And I was like, huh? 
it's not a bad thing. And I think we're taught to think it's a bad thing because it means that it's being taken from you, right? Like that's what it feels like, or that's the perception of it. Mm-hmm. But if you switch the perception and you're like, well, actually it means because I'm making a lot more money. You're like, oh, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. It's just, I mean, that in and of itself is thought shifting, you know, being able to say like, wow, why is this happening to me to saying then, oh, why is this happening for me? What does this allow me to do? Mm, yes. And that is incredibly powerful. What has been your, your biggest aha moment when it comes from coaching clients? Is there, is there anything that stands out in your mind, a, a story or maybe a, a lesson that like resonated that you're like this, this is it. Anything that is standing out to you? Yeah. So I actually worked with this one client. She went through this very traumatic experience. She lost both her husband and her dog in a drunk driving accident. And she came to me for brain rewiring because nothing else was working for her. And we worked together for three months. And by the end of it, like I saw her smile. And for me, that was just like, I was like, oh my God, that was like a real authentic smile. And, you know, when she first came into brain rewiring, she's like, I just, I literally don't think I can ever be happy again. And to just see her smile and see kind of that glimmer of hope for me, I was like, yep, that's it. Like that, that's why we do this work. And, you know, that might seem like something relatively small and it's not like this giant, like, oh, my client made seven times more in her business type of thing. But like, it's literally shifting that person from the inside out to where then they can move through the world a little bit better. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's huge. Because when, when you're in a grieving process, and then you kind of get stuck in like one of the, the levels of, gr- of grief. Oh my gosh, the, the weight on your shoulders is so heavy that you may be able to smile, but then the people around you know that it's not that authentic smile. So then it's like the light that shines down on you and it's like, oh, so I'm sure like when you saw it, it wasn't just a smile. It was like a whole body glow. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this you know, she didn't have to say anything, but I was just like, yes, like this is one of the moments that like we, we were going for. Oh, that is so amazing. And this is just proof that you're changing lives out here. And I know our audience is going to want more of you and your wisdom in their lives. So tell us where they can go to connect with you further. Absolutely. So I'm very active on Instagram. That's kind of my preferred social media channel. So I'm at ladybeta.coaching. And I always get asked, like, what does beta mean? Um, For rock climbing, beta is essentially when you're trying to climb a route or a boulder, it's the information that you can ask from somebody else that they give you that can help you get up the route more easily. So for me, I give you things so that you can move through your life more easily. And I primarily work with women. And then my website is ladybetacoaching.com. Oh, that is so cool. And I'm so glad you broke that down because I myself was curious and now (laughs) you just schooled me once again. (laughs) Chelsea, you've been a wealth of knowledge today and you are a true light in this world. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. I mean, how cool that we just got a life mastery conversation from a rock climber. Life never ceases to amaze me. I've linked Chelsea's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend and be sure to leave the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.